Hello, everybody, and welcome to part two of my Olympic uh, day of podcast on the Big D podcast. Before I bring in the special guest, please subscribe, like, comment, share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can see all my latest and greatest adventures. Uh, we've got football, Olympics next week. Hopefully, we've got, uh, well, what the permitting we've got football UFC and a little bit of everything so uh, if you remember a few weeks ago where uh, American race walkers uh, Robin Stevens and Nick Christie won well now I can officially say Olympians Robin <laughs> Stevens and Nick Christie so uh, joining us from California this evening are two of my favorite people one on the left, Robin qualified in the 20K race walking, and then uh, Nick also qualified in the uh, 20K race walking this past weekend in uh, steamy Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> well, thanks for having us back on here, Dylan. Thank you for coming on, Robin and Nick. So, uh, if you're so um, Headed into Eugene, how had your 2020 seasons, 2021 seasons gone for both of you? Yeah, it's a really odd season for us. Not not typical at all because um, I realized the like the week going into Olympic trials that we haven't had a real 20k for two years, for over two years. Because our last 20k was March 17th of 2020, and that was our national championships. Um, oh, but then we had one, we had one in, um, I think Alcarunia was our last real one in June. Pan Ams, China. Pan Ams. Okay, we, we so it's been really two years. So. Since 2019. Yeah, we haven't really raced a 20K since two, uh, 2019 because um, we were getting ready for our, our, was it World Cup trials in March of 2020? I was getting ready for Nomi. Well, he was getting ready for Nomi, and then we um, there was a requirement that we needed to go to the trials for the championship race, and that was going to be in April, and that was going to be our first 20K of the season. But then the pandemic hit in March, and the race was in April, so uh, that got canceled, and um, obviously we didn't have an Olympic trials or even a, a, a 20K nationals, obviously. So uh, we haven't – our first 20K that we had and the only 20K we had – all season this year was in um, Philadelphia in April 11th, the weekend of April 11th. And uh, like, it was, <laughs> it's just pretty comical that like, that's the only thing that we had going into trials is, is you know, that, that's the only race right before, besides Olympic trials. Um, so we did, it, you know, I think that the organizing committee who organized it, but it just happened to be a really cold day Nobody performed well except for Dan um, Neva Nevaha. I, I always I mask her his last name all the time, but he had a good day. But he's also in college, so he would had been regularly racing like five k's and ten k's. So he'd kind of been in the you know the run of things. But everyone else, it was just really bad day and like not no one got a warm up because it was so cold. Uh, only half the people were vaccinated. Nick and I had only gotten our first vaccination. We hadn't got our second one yet. And it was our first time and only time on a plane so far. You know, he hadn't even gotten his first vaccination yet. But I got mine. No, you, yeah, I got mine. I had one. And I had only had it for six days. And, oh, my gosh, we just had – it was just – the conditions going there was 
was brutal because we stayed pretty, I mean, we didn't go anywhere. We were, we kept very isolated during quarantine. And then even as people were starting to open stuff up, I mean, we wouldn't even eat out. We wouldn't even order food from restaurants until Olympic trials where we didn't have choice and we just ate takeout from the restaurant at the hotel that we stayed at. But uh, we just ordered it and then took it back to our room. So to get on that plane after having been on a plane since February of 2020 for indoors, um, it was, and then we weren't vaccinated or I just had one and he, you know, he wasn't at all. We were too afraid to take our mask off and it was an eight hour trip, you know, total with, it was like a six hour flight than the commute to get to the hotel. So the entire time, that whole trip, we were, we didn't drink, we didn't eat. We, you know, normally we're pretty good about in taking our fluids, you know, make sure our hydration's good. Cause even if it's cold, the humidity is high in Philadelphia usually. And you know, you're sweating out all of that, that fluid. So, um, we arrived really dehydrated and undernourished just because we were too afraid to, to take our masks off in a plane. <laughs> um, so it was, it was miserable. And then of course I have, I have general anxiety disorder that I self-manage and I haven't had a panic attack since like 2017, a couple in like 2018, but the plane ride, all of a sudden I just had like multiple panic attacks like in a row. So, which are pretty exhausting once, you know, getting through it. So it was just miserable for both of us as we're trying to like, as soon as we got to the, to the airport, we had to pick up our bag because we brought a huge bag, which normally we don't travel with a check on because it's easier just to have our backpack for like a weekend trip. But we took a huge bag so that we could bring like our own hot plate and you know stuff that we so we could cook in the hotel so we wouldn't have to leave um so we ran down to like the the baggage claim and then i was just like so famous like you know i don't know why it is that women get more hangry than men but i thought i was going to like faint and i was probably just miserable to be around for him because i was like i i just bolted for outside so that i could just sneak a granola bar underneath my mask <laughs> while he went and got the bags but that's pretty much the only race other than the 55, the 50, 35 K championships we had in February. Um, that was it. Like we had that. And then, uh, fortunately we were able to put together, um, a 10,000 meter on the track with the Chula Vista throws invitational at, or champion, you know, invitation, yeah, the journey to gold, the journey to Chula gold Vista series, throws. Chula That's Vista cool. throws. And so, uh, thankfully we were able to organize a 10,000 meters to be added to that. That was a great race. Um, you know, we got fast times that day for not having any races for almost two years. Uh, but again, like going into an Olympic trial, such a high value, such an important race. Uh, it's pretty crazy and wild for me to think that none, you know, none of us, except for maybe the people in college, um, you know, like maybe Taylor and Dan um, and then Steve Smith and then, you know, a couple others, but the, the veterans in the race, myself and, and Nick and Maria and Miranda, you know, it's like we're going in and like Maria hasn't raced since 2018, a 20K because she was pregnant with a baby. So, you know, so it's just crazy to like go in and think, wow, like I really haven't practiced. By now we would have had at least a couple international races with our international competitors and some fast courses. And we're just going in this with on the hottest Oregon's ever been in history and uh, hoping to hit some 
you know, uh, Maria Miranda and Nick needed to hit some pretty strong time. Same with Taylor. If they had, a, you know, if Taylor were going to have a shot, she had to hit the standard. And then Maria and Miranda, they had, you know, and Nick had a certain time they needed to hit since they didn't have any other races um, that, you know, like they're, they're kind of at, we were all kind of at a disadvantage because Europe was able to compete more than we were in, in some of the South American competitors of ours. And so they had more bonus point opportunities. So, um, you know, so they're like Nick's doing all this math and figuring out what they need to do. So it's just crazy because like I, I had it the easiest going in because I just had to focus on getting first um, or podium um, because I was pretty solid in the, in the rankings already. But uh, just, you know, I always try to have my best time every race I, I have, especially the important ones. And so it's just like, it's a little frustrating when I'm going in and I, like a 135 is not a bad time, but I really wanted to PR and, and get the Olympic trials record, which is a 21 year record by Michelle Roll. And it's a, it's a, an attainable time for me at 130, you know, I'm definitely in shape for it. You know, like it's just a 132, 36 or something. Um, so the season has just kind of been three races. That's it so far. And then Tokyo now to look forward to, <laughs> uh, but it's also something that I'm really grateful for. And you can cut in anytime. <laughs> And it's grateful for because it means that um, our race walk community was taking very seriously um, the COVID protocols and our safety. Um, it's, you know, like we talked about when we sat down with you after the 35K, 50K nationals, our judges, we need to protect them um, because our races are at risk of not counting for qualification points for Worlds and Olympics if we're missing any of the level four judges that make a race uh, count. So, um, you know, a lot of them are older. So then if they're not vaccinated, um, we can't have races because it's just not safe. And then, um, you know, we have each other and then we got our families that we care about. So it makes me feel the good news is our community really took it seriously. And um, that makes me feel grateful. Uh, but it's, it is an odd year for us because like normally Nick, Nick and I will have been already at you know, several different countries, you know, competing with, you know, everybody that we're going to be seeing in Tokyo. And uh, we haven't, we haven't seen anyone except for twice this year, <laughs> two or three times this year in, Amer in, in the nation, not even our international friends. Nick, so what's the, so what are some of the weird things you've seen this year? Has everybody been like, is everybody like almost like a first race again? Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as the racing is concerned, the, the rankings kind of dictate what's going to happen. So more, it's just been trying to set things up and make sure every race is on the calendar, you know, like the, it has the correct judges, the, the race will just count towards actually being able to, to qualify you for Tokyo. So, um, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of stuff with that and, um, you know, a lot of stress going into that inside each race you know like like going into olympic trials we found out our race wasn't on the calendar like that week if he so, hadn't caught that so we had to make sure that that got submitted correctly and everything um but yeah i mean just uh just in general you know like try, trying to get all that sorted out i mean right now i said is 61 out of 60 on the rankings so um you know that there's a couple people that that may be out but i actually won't know if i make the olympic team till uh july 5th so I'm um, I'm a bit in limbo right now, yeah. Uh, as far as 
as far Everyone as the Olympics are concerned. Crossed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we find out for sure around July 5th is when all the federations are supposed to, I, I got my confirmation yesterday, but um, the July 5th is when all federations are supposed to, you know, submit to World Athletics the, their, their final, you know, team selection. And then there's 24 hours that people can um, appeal or whatever. And then we just, we got to find out if World Athletics is going to go down the list. And we know one of the athletes in front of him should be doing the 50K from Britain. Um, he's already been announced not to be doing the 20K, so, but he's still on that ranking. And, you know, so that, that makes him, Nick, appear like he was 61 when in actuality on the rankings, he should be 60. Um, but unfortunately, the rule is whoever's in the top 60 by July 1st are the ones who are confirmed. And then the federations decide if they confirm those athletes and then they'll go down the list. But if federations haven't removed athletes that, you know, that are on that list that they don't plan to send before July 1st, then it kind of hinders, um, you know, people like Nick and his, and I know there's other events, you know, obviously there's going to be, you know, people, there's others that are in Nick's same position where they're just one out, but they know they're in it but it just didn't, doesn't reflect it yet because uh, they haven't moved all the athletes that aren't, that aren't Yeah, going. I mean, fortunately, we're with USATF, and USATF does a good job about um, they will, you know, they'll always send people if you hit the qualification standard or whatever. So I'm not worried on that end. I'm just waiting for uh, what happens. Yeah, what happens with World Athletics because there's another person with a provisional doping suspension and then um, – yeah some other people who are having issues with their own countries, not sending them uh, that are clogging up, you know, those, those couple of spots on the rankings. So, uh, well, that, that's more the interesting thing I'm dealing with. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. One of the, by the way, for tw- your event, the, the men's Olympic standards, 121, Nick and for Robin, yours is one hour and 31 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, which, which also caused a little bit of a headache because I don't know if you've seen, but like in the the U.S. fifteen hundred meter champ on the uh, track, Cole Hawker didn't have didn't have the Olympic standard, but yet he won the fifteen hundred in Eugene Sunday night. So there were questions about whether or not he would go, and I think Hawker's going. Yeah. Yeah. So how it works is for at least our federation, because we have an Olympic trials, um, is we self-select, but we also follow the world athletic selection procedure. So the way that works is um, even though he didn't have the super standard or the Olympic standard qualified by standard, um, he qualified by Olympic quota. So I don't know what it is for the 1500 meters. I think it's 30 or something. Well, so. so- Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so the world rankings, if you're in, like for the race walk, it's top 60. Um, the world ranking, if you're in that, you know, top 60 in that Olympic quota, that is effectively the same as having the standard. Yeah, you're, you're so, qualified. Um, for some events, I know like the women's javelin, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what happened with Ariana Ince um, for her because she was fourth in the trials, but she's ahead of the girl who was third on the rankings. Um, by a lot. So she should be making the Olympic team just because the third place girl isn't in the rankings and doesn't have the standard. 
I think I think that's, yeah, in that that's scenario, the case. The way I understood it is Ariana would be going, but she's not going to get confirmation yeah. until July 5th if she didn't get it yesterday. Yeah. So then that that happened as well in the women's high jump, the women's uh, discus throw, I believe. So, you know, there, there were a few events where stuff like that was going on. And uh, but then the but the reason why the trials, they say self-select is you um, control your destiny. You, if you control get top your destiny. Three. If like as long as you're top three. And did everything uh, else. And did everything else, you're pretty secure. But if you didn't do everything else, like this 1500 meter runner, if he wasn't in the rankings, sounds like he was, but if he wasn't, um, they, or like the girl that got third in, um, in the throws, um, but she's not in the rankings at all, but Ariana is, then she, um, if, if Ariana had gotten third, it would have confirmed it with our federation. But now, now we just got to wait for world athletics to say, oh yeah, well she was in the top. So, and then the other girl got that, even though the other girl self-selected herself by getting top three, she's not qualified by world athletic rankings. Yeah. I mean like into the future world athletics wants to just have a pure ranking system and then uh, they're still working on it. So like this, this will be kind of what we're going towards and we'll see how the U S handles that in the future, you know, like, because I mean, it'll, it'll really shake up the, uh, the qualifying system in the U.S. For the U.S. I uh, mean, it, it's actually exciting because, like, for us, like, this is the first trials that Nick has always podiumed in, in the trials that he's competed in since he started race walk, but he's never won a trials. And I've always been injured for the ones I'd qualified for. This is the first one I was healthy for. And so the hint was when our, um, when Aretha had like spoke to us at one of our meetings going into trials, she pretty much hinted that this could be our last Olympic now, not for sure, but just seeing how things are going, it could be potentially our last Olympic trial. So it was really exciting, no matter what happens from here. Uh, it would just be to, different to than, than how we see it in the future. But what's great about the ranking system is the reason why they're doing it is to kind of control, um, better control uh, the amount of doping that's going on no. in the sport, I think, because well, I just, think it'll help with that. It's a pure numbers thing. It because might help with that, but it's a pure numbers thing. Don't. Well, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> quoting him. Now no, 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 no. I'm saying like, like that could be a side effect because you have to race more and like it's probably harder to dope when you're racing more frequently. But and especially and especially if you get more out of competition testing because how often do you get tested? Uh, oh, we get it, we're it actually depends. the most tested like, in our, like, our events. You know, in twenty nineteen we got tested like ten times. Um, which was up there with like it was pretty close to like Justin Gatlin and those guys, at least by USADA. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, we, don't, we don't know how often, like, we can't uh, see the list for WADA, but. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but in reality, you know, that, that's actually not that much. Mm -hmm. So, like. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, because, you know, we might, it might say, if you go to, like, athlete test history on the USADA page, um, you'll see, you know, you can see, pick an athlete, and you can see how many times they've been tested. And it'll um, say out of competition or in. No, no, it doesn't say out of competition. Well, no, the color. When no. I've gone on it, they have yeah, a the, color. The color, I'm not positive what the color means, but I think that means if you were blood tested or not blood tested. But then there are three types of tests they'll run. They do blood spot, blood draw, and then urine. And then all of those tests, you could have three tests on one day. So, so really like those 10 tests we had might've been done. In my case, it was done in like four or five days. So like I was only tested like five times total in oh, the year, see, I even... was tested nine then because only no, once only... was I both. 
or eight times because only once was I both wow. So so yeah. like and then half of those will be in competition. So then like really you're only getting tested a couple times out of competition and and like you know like think of like athletes when we talk about our training we always say the biggest numbers that we do. <laughs> so like you might ask so what do you do a week and like well you know my biggest week I did you know 200 kilometers you know 220 kilometers so that's what I'll say I do a week you know sometimes or that's, that's a really, that's, that's a medium might quote but that's the highest uh when athletes are tested they'll be like oh yeah I get tested like once a week well sometimes I get tested once a week but then I don't get tested the rest of the year <laughs> so so you know as far as that's concerned you know like the only time like you will you know you'll get tested if you finish well like in a competition like that always happens. So, you know, if you have to race more, you're just going to get tested more by virtue of having to race more and more stuff is banned in competition than out of competition. So you're going to get, you know, tested for more things in competition. So, so that's the positive side yeah. of so, this so, ranking. But really the ranking is just to control numbers because <laughs> like, if you look at the marathon right now, uh, they went like 50 spots over the uh, athlete quota and they had to get special permission to allow everyone in the marathons for Tokyo. And that's so, partly because when they set the standard for marathons, that was not accounting for the super shoes, the <laughs> taking it, you know. Yeah, so, so the, then, the standards were a little soft for <laughs> all the times that were about to be run, you know, with the new carbon plate and everything. So it was, uh, kind of caused a headache. And, you know, in our case, they denied the women's 50K because they said it would be too many numbers. But they actually added 50 extra people in the marathon, which – would have conveniently been how many people they needed for a women's 50k field. So, you know, the IOC Which I was higher in the says they're about more. equality and stuff, but you know, yeah. like, that, that doesn't appear to be the case. Speaking of shoes, uh, it seemed like everybody debuted new shoes in Eugene, including both of you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's our Tokyo edition. Um, so they're, they're still the same style of shoes we've been competing in the orange ones you usually see us wear. Uh, but they, uh, they sent us a whole like Tokyo kit that's, um, purple and, um, like the cherry blossom pink and theme for Japan. Um, yeah. So the, Johan Denise. Oh yeah. So the shoes, um, the shoes are the race walk 900 V2. So we've been having trouble getting them in the U S so we're, you know, sorting that out. But in the fall, we're supposed to be getting, uh, I think the version three or, or what was that it was like the competitive yeah we're supposed to get like a new race walk shoe in in the fall uh at the decathlon stores but for some reason we we just haven't been able to get that you know v2 race walk shoe but um in europe you can get them and stuff and then like robin was saying the uh the whole tokyo kit was like partly designed by yon denise who's the world record holder and and our sponsor and in partnership with him and um he's french and our yeah. sponsor is french based yeah so, so. They, they gave us a nice kit to race in and, you know, we had to cover up some of it because like, if you see on the side as, you know, mm -hmm. that, that new feel, uh, logo. So, you know, that, that violated the trials, you know, logo stuff. So yeah, yeah so put some tape to... over it, but, uh, <laughs> well, I designed my, yeah. I designed my own like crop top and bundies just to get around, not getting in trouble with the tape. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you, if you notice in pictures with him, he has his, they, they made him tape it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh speaking so uh now back came back to that 20k race walk in eugene uh was that the hottest you've was that an unusual race the fact you ran what was it 7 a.m 
because it was literally so hot in Eugene last weekend. Yeah, like, well, we were prepared for nine. Um, I had been, we had a heat wave here in Vacaville too. Um, so going into trials, the heat, the temperatures were like before 8 a.m. It was already over 100. And we okay. were, I was, I was training around 11, p, you know, 11 a.m. noon. Some of the days at like 106, 108 temperatures. So, which was miserable, but I was like, oh, well, at least I know that the temperatures in Oregon are not, they're just going to be 101 or something, or I'm going to be used to it. So it's going to feel cold. And uh, Nick was feeling similar. Like, I was like, oh, okay, well, we, we, we compete fairly well in heat. So um, nine was fine. However, uh, I'm glad they switched it to seven. Um, seven. Yeah. I mean, like. I, I was probably the only kind of dissenting voice for 7 a.m., but but 7 was, it was a, objectively, it was a good decision. Yeah, earlier is not um, going to hurt anything. Yeah, earlier is not going to hurt anything, but, you know, we had to adjust our sleep a little bit and adjust our wake-up time and which all that. Which has totally messed us up this um, week, which is why earlier today, why I was, it's like, just our whole sleep schedule because of that switch, and then ever since we crossed that finish line, we have been, all, like, mo like, on the go, nonstop, barely like just just getting into bed like we're so like we'll we'll be recalibrated after this weekend but <laughs> yeah and then and then tokyo is going to send you all all merry ways right yeah well i mean we race in china quite a bit so the the time zone change shouldn't be too bad like uh uh you know we'll we'll get there in ample time ahead you know assuming i get to go fingers crossed um but uh we'll get there an ample time ahead and like, like, you know, Robin raced really well in 2018 in China, um, at the world team champs. We raced, like I've raced there every year, except, you know, the last two years, because I was always racing, uh, they have this multi-day, you know, three day, four day race in China, the tour around Taihu. Um, and those conditions are always like totally miserable. Uh, so, uh, we, we have yeah. quite a bit of, um, quite I a bit of experience in the bad weather and, and same thing, like, like we'll race in Mexico a lot. Mexico's it's either hot, humid, or at altitude. Or and, windy. Or usually all three or four <laughs> in that case. So like like Mexico, you always get hammered. And, and I remember that's, that's a, a race big... in Ciudad Juarez. I felt like I was race walking against um, a pack of like linebackers, like football <laughs> players. And then even the winner of that race, her PR was like a 126 around that time of year or around that year, like by that year, she, her PR was like 126. She won in a 131. So like, that's really slow for someone like her. <laughs> so just yeah. to give you perspective on how, yeah, how windy like, it was and hot. And like Robin, you know, she did really well on like Lazaro Cardenas. And, and that was like pretty hot, miserable, you know, conditions in Mexico. And like, she did well at the trial. So votes pretty well, I think, going into Sapporo for like, like a strong, a strong result. Um, whatever that may be. But. So uh, when you cross the finish line and all but and made the Olympic team, what were your thoughts? Well, I got to cross the finish line twice um, <laughs> because he was coming into the finish and had, you know, would have, I had one more lap than him. Um, so they had the line out with him and he just happened to be catching up to me to lap me as we're crossing the finish. So it was pretty cool to be able to cross the finish together. But I, I, I didn't have my telepathy on 
because he thought that I could read, you know, like I didn't know that the plan was to lift it over the head so that I can keep going. I didn't know that. I thought he was just going to break it like normal. So I just kept walking thinking he'll just pull it to the side and I'll keep walking. But I was so wet from all the water I was pouring on me and sweat, you know, that it got stuck to me. <laughs> so those pictures are actually look like my real finish because I'm like, ah, you know, because I feel bad because it's like stuck to me and it's his finish tape. I continue around as if it's a victory lap, but it's really my last lap. And um, so by the time I got to break my tape, that's when I realized I did it. Like I accomplished my goal. So I see my mom and him, he's waiting for me to finish. My mom's coming over and I just broke that. So it looks like I'm not like, it looks like I'm not celebrating this because I'm holding in tears because as soon as I embrace my mom, I'm like crying and then I go and see him. But it was pretty funny. Like just that those pictures just crack me up. <laughs> but it's also just such a great way to, um, after such a hard year, you know, to be able to break that tape together. And then Nick, I, I don't know. <laughs> then Nick, did you have similar thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I had a specific result I thought I needed to do that day. Um, some stuff some stuff changed in the days after the race with like withdrawals from a couple fifty K athletes. So um, you know, that uh, put me in the position I was in. I, I actually didn't achieve my goal, so I was a little disappointed. Which is part of the <laughs> other reason why um, I like I could see his face and I had some trepidation because <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I crossed the finish line realizing I probably didn't make the Olympic team. Um, I didn't I didn't do the result I needed to do. So uh, that that was that was more uh, where I was at. Uh, but I was happy because you know Robin was right there. So I was, you know I was just savoring that moment with her because you know she she accomplished a big thing. Uh, but yeah, for me like I'm I'm still in limbo. I won't know until the fifth and. Like that's all up to world athletics and how they decide to go down their list and everything. But, you know, I, I should be in the top 60, but you know, on the list I'm 61. So yeah, that's what <laughs> that's, kind of makes it that's a not good enough. Yeah. Cause we've been in this together since we started dating two years ago and it's like, you know, we won indoors together. We won the 50 K 35 K championships together. Um, you know, and we won trials together. So, you know, it's just, it would be nice to do, you know, go to our first Olympic, make our first Olympic team together. Uh, so when I knew what time, cause he, he was looking at, there was a race the day before our race. So he was even up early to look at that, to make sure he knew what time he had to get. And I was aware of what time he had to get to just make sure he's solid and won't have to wait, do the waiting game till July 5th. Um, and I knew he hadn't hit that cause he walked the time I want, I wanted to walk. <laughs> so I knew he hadn't hit that. And so that's where it's like, if you look at the finishing storyline where I go through with him and then I go through mine, it's like, I know that now we don't know for sure if we're going together. So there's that, like, I'm not sure how to celebrate, you know, because it's like exciting and something to celebrate. And yet we like there's it's rare you'll see us apart like we all are training even though we have different training programs different coaches um we're always side by side we're together so we're in this together so it's you know it would seem unusual having having one one in tokyo and then one watching in california right it'll be the longest we've been apart so <laughs> 
makes me it's, sad. <laughs> and because of COVID and the lack of family going over there, it's not like even if you don't make the team, Nick, you can see Robin because I'm not even sure if like spouses could go unless you. Uh, they don't, they're not letting anyone. We tried, if he had been registered as a coach, we might've been able to get him in as like a, as like help. You, you know, because my, my coach is already going to be there. He sent, you know, he, he'll be sent there with for the Spanish Federation. So, um, but he wasn't registered in time. So, and no family's allowed to go. So, mm -hmm. so we're just hoping by July 5th, um, we get to hear some good news, better, even more good news. You know. Yeah. The fireworks might, instead of coming early, the fireworks might come late for you. The what? The fireworks might come late for you. Yeah, 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 a day late, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, so if both of you could compete, what what would be your goals in, I don't know if we can say Tokyo, because your race walk won't actually be in Tokyo, it'll be five Sapporo. miles to the north in, uh, what is it? Sapporo. 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 <laughs> Well, I mean, for me, like if I if I get in, I'm going in ranked last. So, so <laughs> it so, only goes up from so there. So it only goes up from there. So, so I mean, uh, you know, my goal will obviously be to to better that performance. <laughs> I, I have some some times in mind, but uh, without knowing, you know, having a better idea of the temperature and everyone qualified and, and kind of looking at their results and doing a detailed analysis, then I'll make my uh, you know my time goal. But. <laughs> um, Really, I think like doing better than last as an achievement, but probably like maybe top 45. So, you know, that's that's kind of the bar minimum goal for me. <laughs> how about a P? How about a PB? Uh, I would say a PB, but like the conditions are going to be, you know, they they moved it to Sapporo because it was supposed to be nice, but last year it was actually hotter in Sapporo than Tokyo. Oh, so, uh, um, yeah. So. Uh, as far as that's concerned, like, I, I think it's going to be more of a slow slogging race that, uh, for everyone, for, for most people. Mm -hmm. So like racing a smart tactical race will, will be the, uh, ideal way to perform and, you know, could end up lending itself to outperforming expectations quite a bit. Like, you know, my, my old coach, Tim Seaman started out in last place in the, uh, 2004 Olympics with his, uh, teammate, Kevin Eastler and, and, you know, they slowly worked their way up to like 25th or something from, you know, the last, last place in the field. Uh, so that, that would be more of my approach going into the Sapporo would be trying to pick off as many people along the way as, as the heat starts to eat people alive. Cause we'll be racing at like 4:30 in the afternoon too. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like we're racing in the cool part of the day. <laughs> I, was going to, I was going to say like, what time are the race walks and marathons happening Tokyo time? 4.30. 4.30 p.m. So his his so. race will be the day before mine, before the women's race. Um, and then I think that we're both at 4.30. His is August 5th. Mine's August 6th. And then the marathons actually, I think, are at 6. Or yeah, the 50K and the marathons are at like 5 or 6. So 6 they're, they're like super early. Yeah. Um, it, oh, oh. No, late. I thought they were early. No, the 50K is early. Sorry, I got it yeah. mixed up with the 50K. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, so I think they're uh -huh. earlier, but for some reason, whenever we have our biggest championships of the year, they always put us 
in the afternoon, like between 2.30 and 4.30, and like in a hot climate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like as far as, it's not too dissimilar from what we face. Like, we have to race in South America and Mexico a lot. And like, you know, like you were saying earlier, it's either hot, humid, at altitude, or windy, and probably all four. So, you know, that's what we'll be preparing for. We're up in Sacramento area, so like, it's hot and, you know, hot and, and windy. We thought we yeah. were getting away from the winds in Tatchby, but uh, it's about the same. <laughs> yeah. So. But like most of our training during the most of the pandemic was uh, in the Mojave area and the winds were on average 21 miles an hour. Mm. It would get up to 28. So for us, anything that's under 21 miles per hour seems like it's just no wind day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're prepared in that way. And yeah, but as far as Sapporo, I mean, you know, it'll be a, I think it'll be more tactical race and like Robin can say what, what she plans to do, but, you know, based on her like results and, and heat and stuff, I think she's going to surprise a lot of people. <laughs> Maybe we should. So what, so what are your thoughts? So what would be your goals in Sapporo? Um, you know, I keep my, my, I have like little tiny goals I set as I go, um, as the race unfolds. I have my core one that I go into, which is pretty general. And then, um, and then I, depending on how the race unfolds and how people are looking, how the temperatures are, I'll start setting little, um, little ones that I've already had in mind going into the race. But in general, um, placing higher than I go in ranked, that's number one. That's the achievable one, you know, the most achievable. And then um, I always try to best my last performance. So um, if it's not a PR that because of the heat or whatever, I'd like it to at least be faster than my Olympic trials time. <laughs> yeah. So pretty, pretty humble goals going in, but uh, you know, I think all of us have those little ones that depending on how things feel where we definitely will, you know, have our stronger ones. Um, a season best we'll would go. definitely be nice. Yeah. Season best is, would be nice. <laughs> Especially on the Grand Canyon. And everything from estate. there is like a strawberry on top of the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the grandness of stages. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So but, uh, I'm excited because uh, I, um, I have not, so while I've trained with my coach and my Spanish teammates in Guadix, um, Spain in 2019, where I met him, um, I have not been in a race with him there yet so because you know with the pandemic he wasn't able to come here i wasn't able to get there and he just recently got his vaccine last month so he was playing pretty safe like not because if before pandemic we were going to fly him out for trials um so that we could have him coach me through um olympic trials but uh i'm excited because he'll be there with the spanish federation and this is going to be my first race where i have one of the greatest coaches you know, in the world, um, that's been coaching me through the, you know, the, for the past, you know, you know, several months and a couple of years, you know, that, uh, to finally be able to have him on the side and just hear, he, you know, he, you just hear his instructions and what he, cause I'm usually guessing what he's going to say while I'm in the race. Now I'll know cause he's right there and I can hear it. And that's exciting. Cause I wonder how that's, how that's going to affect my, the turnout of my race. You know. Yeah, maybe prob probably a negative split, right? Uh, yeah, I hope so. That that would be a good one, a good accomplishment as well. 
Yeah. 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 So, uh, so uh, Nick, we wish you all the best in your hopes of making Olympics. And uh, Robin, uh, usually I say, I say go run fast, but in your case, go walk fast. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>